Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. The latest version of AI is apparently able to recognize images. I'm assuming the previous version did too, but the new advancement... The latest version is better than the previous version. I mean, some, some people, I mean, the original ones were working off a single photograph. Our, our system work, works off something like a thousand images over the, um, if you work it out, 15, every 15 minutes for five days, whatever that number is. Yeah, so that's more sophisticated. Um, but it'll probably go further than that as, as people you know, run a constant video rather than snapshots every, every 15 minutes. Uh, it, it's, it's evolving. Uh, there are still a lot of skeptics. I'm afraid I'm one of them. Prof, what's your opinion about platelet-rich plasma therapy? And can it help with IVF? Fertility patients, sorry, let's talk about adjuvants generally, things that are add-ons. Now, what's an add-on is a little bit in the eye of the beholder. Some people would say, for instance, that doing sperm injection is an add-on. Uh, I don't think it is. I think it's, there's clinical indications for it. That's, it's not an add-on. But every patient that goes through an IVF cycle and it doesn't work wants to know, could they have done something extra to make it, to make it work? And will it work next time? To take to add anything on in a scientific evidence base, you have to have a randomised controlled trial that says it says that one group of patient gets it, the other one doesn't, and the ones that get it actually have a better pregnancy rate. Now they're very difficult trials to run because the nature of a patient who wants to get pregnant is that if I don't get it on the trial, I'll I'll take. It. I'll go to the chemist and buy it separately anyway, or I don't want to take part in the trial because I don't want to miss out on getting a treatment. So it's very hard to actually run these sorts of trials. That's a problem. But there are, uh, of all the things that people do add on, almost none of them have had a randomised control, at least of any significance. So this last week I've just seen results of testosterone which is supposed to improve androgen levels in the ovary, which help in the development of good eggs. 400 patients in each arm, benefit, zero. Uh, another one bites the dust. DHEA is a standard one. The small randomised studies suggest it might work. Growth hormone, small randomised studies, some say yes, just, and some say no, but the, the review of all the data says not enough evidence, and it's expensive. Steroids commonly used these days and randomized controlled trials have never been done and they can do damage to a baby so you know, don't don't do them use them unless you really 
are in a corner to do so. And more, the most recent ones are these plasma platelet infusions, either in the uterus itself to try to the um, lining of the womb for implantation or trying putting them into an ovary to see whether we can waken up whatever eggs are left in the hope um, that we'll get a pregnancy. Again, randomised controls have not been done in either situation. Um, has been used in cartilage in, in joints, improving cartilage in joints. That seems to work. So it, there is a biological activity associated with uh, pla um, platelet-enriched plasma. Uh, some, uh, I mean, there have now been about five or six studies around the world reporting a series of patients that have had it injected into their ovaries with the occasional pregnancy. But I certainly wouldn't recommend a patient having this done uh, except in a, in a research experimental situation. And it's, I think it's criminal to be, for patients to be paying big dollars for things that are unproven. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.